what do we call it, Dalton? What? Uh, don't let's not worry about that <laughs> now. <laughs> You're on. All right, let's do it. Oh, here we go, dude. This is it. This is what we've been waiting for. This is the wife swap, the loud boys real ass podcast wife swap. We're here in the. We're in the small studio. Side studio, baby. Side studio, dude. This is the DIY. This is the punk rock room. Yeah. And who better to have in this room than our good pal, Zach Amico. It's a pleasure to be here, gentlemen. I've been waiting all week for this. Dude, I'm excited, man. I feel... I got to figure out the energy of this room, though. This is like a... Like a studio, we record in a. In a it's also kind of like a mental institution, though. Yeah, it has a the, very yeah. sterile. Like I feel like Nurse Ratched's gonna come in and yell at us. I like it, man. It's Joe's gonna throw need. a fucking. <laughs> Joe's gonna pick water up the water fountain and throw it through the window. Yeah. That's perfect, Joe. You man. know there's a door. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get out of here, man. Yeah, Joe. Joe actually got locked up for the same reason uh, McMurphy did. All right, buddy. All right. <laughs> he ate a that... thirteen-year-old's pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a burn that only a, a literary scholar would that's... comprehend. Or appreciate. a cinephile, if you've seen the movie. And of all the files you could be, cinephile's <laughs> definitely one of them. Yeah, that's a, that's a top-tier file. Yeah, in a way, like the the most honorable of files. Yeah, it's really, I mean, it's a it's high-level file. Yeah. However, you know what the real bitch is? All right. If you're one, you're usually the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think all, what is it, all pedophiles are cinephiles, but not all cinephiles <laughs> are pedophiles? <laughs> I would have switched that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you think there's some pedophiles out there who are like, who gives a fuck about movies or gay, dude? Yeah, there's definitely a pedophile that's like, the book's better. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like a yeah. really. I was thinking more along the lines of like if Lewis was a pedophile, he's like, I don't watch movies. <laughs> I just oh, no, fuck I'm, kids. Th- I'm thinking the smart, like smart, like listen. It was a very hungry caterpillar, and the movie just couldn't <laughs> express that. Okay. How hungry he really was. <laughs> okay. Did you did you guys see the um, the trailer that just dropped for, for Suicide the- Squad? No, did that come out? New, yeah, the third two. Oh, no, really? I didn't see that. I was talking about the latest crossover, um, Scooby-Doo meets Courage the Cowardly Dog. Really? (laughs) Yeah, dude. Damn, that's crazy. Zach, is that in your... Did you grow up with that? I mean, yes, I grew up with Scooby-Doo because it's from the 50s. Oh, yeah, but Courage. No, Courage is a little after me. Okay, so yeah, and he, That's you guys be a crazy crossover. But you probably watched Courage because you were hanging out with kids Courage. a lot. Yeah, at dude, that I was time. kicking it because you're a cinephile. Because <laughs> you're a cinephile. Yeah, you're a hardcore cinephile. I'm a big fan of uh, convicted cinephile. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the guy. In, I love those Jeepers Creepers movies. I'm a convicted cinephile. Oh man, oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Because uh, that that guy is a, he's that a nice. real cinephile. I had that conversation yesterday. I can't believe he gets to make movies. That's Fucking nuts! Really? Because I mean, isn't everyone in Hollywood a pedophile? Sorry, a cinephile? Not convicted. Yeah, mean, he's actually convicted. Oh, uh, yeah, like went to jail and filmed it. Oh yeah, I I know. Yeah, he did actually. Well, I mean, he did his time. But also, Coppola finances his shit, so I don't think anybody gives a fuck. Uh oh. As long as the money's oh, yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. There. Yeah, is. doesn't Roman Polanski still make movies? Yeah, but he had to at least flee to Europe. Yeah. yeah. Where the cinephiles yeah. live, oh, where they yeah. have a real appreciation <laughs> for, for the cinema. cinema. <laughs> yeah, these the, the French. Really... Someone called them cinephile apologists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love we love the movies, especially if they are PG or G. <laughs> yeah, we we love the eleven a.m. matinee where we can take other children. They get the free Swedish fish. It is hard for them to get away because they flowers. They are so sticky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like they, one of them gets caught jerking off in a, a theater showing a kid's movie, and they're like, well, wh- that's what you're supposed to do here. That yeah. is how we show appreciation for our art. Yeah, it's the <laughs> Pee Wee Herman of cinephiles. Yeah, it's like burping at a restaurant. In yeah. Europe, it's considered a compliment. Exactly. Damn, Europe is pretty fucking yeah. crazy. My no compliments circ- to yeah. the chef. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude, yeah, you, you're not circumcised. You can burp at the table. Mm-hmm. Fucking... Porn is is out of control. You don't have to shave your pubic hair. My my compliments to the Spy Kids. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Spy- watch out awesome. for this lava girl. Spy Kids was one of those movies that scared the shit out of me as a kid. Why? I remember it being like kind of scary. They had the purple guy. They had the thumbs. That was a Roberto Rodriguez film. Yes. Isn't yeah. aren't those movies all just in his fucking basement? It's a- 
Pretty much. I think so, It's all yeah. like a green screen, pretty much. Huh? Yeah, I think all those Spy Kids movies are just him fucking around in his house. Yeah. Or, well, wasn't it like they were all, like, all the children actors were also, like, children of his friends and stuff? Yeah, it was just yeah, him yeah. dicking around in his basement in movies that came out in wide release. Yeah. That's it's, pretty cool. What's really funny, uh, and I'm sorry that every time I'm on fucking podcasts, it becomes about horror movies. I'm in, man. Yeah, man. We're just, we're kicking in it. In Planet dude. Terror, um... Robert Rodriguez's son dies. He shoots himself in the car. He's supposed to be the blonde's kid. Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've seen Planetary. He doesn't. He didn't know he died in the movie because they kept shooting with him in other scenes, and they just framed him out or didn't use those takes. So his son thought he survived the movie yeah. throughout his childhood. Because they use the stunt swear, double for the gunshot. <laughs> That's as, funny. as you were telling this, I swear I th- I thought it was like like a, a Twilight Zone movie type thing where it's oh, like, oh he really actually died? died and they didn't know. like I was like how did I not hear yeah. about this? They were just filming scenes with his corpse. No, they just filmed extra scenes with the kid, so he thought he survived the movie. Right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Because he was on set anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So his kid for like for years didn't know that he was brutally murdered. In one of the darkest scenes in the movie, <laughs> right? It's been a long. I re, it was funny because I I vividly remember this when the the Grindhouse double feature came out. It was like the same weekend as Three Hundred, and my dad was all in. You know, he's all in the military shit, so he was gung ho. I thought you were gonna say he's a cinephile. He's my dad. He's Hardcore a bit, cinephile. He's a bit of a cinephile. Okay. He, <laughs> he dabbles. He dabbles. He dabbles in. Uh, yes. There's a couple uh, eight millimeter uh, yeah. films in the uh, garage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He weirdly enough, he really hates the movie Eight Millimeter with Nicolas Cage. Wow, oh, because it remind it was too much of a mirror being held up to him. Most <laughs> <likely>. <laughs> yeah, but I really wanted to go see Grindhouse, and my mom was like, "All right, I'll take you." And we all went to the movies together, and as we're going in, my dad says. You know what? I don't want to see this goofy shit. I'm going to see 300. And he just like abandoned us. Nice, and I watched dude. Grindhouse with my mom, and I loved it. 300 is pretty fucking cool, though. That that's worth abandoning your family for. That's true. I, I mean, he made the right choice. That should be a that should be a tagline uh, in the movie. So leave your family behind and watch this alpha fucking testosterone film. All I remember about when 300 came out is that people were uh, not uh, when uh, Grindhouse came out. People were so dumb. That they had to put up signs in all the theaters not to leave oh, yeah. after Planet Terror because people didn't understand the concept of a double feature. Oh, um, yeah. You really get your money's worth in that one in the theater. And I remember, because I, I was in college by the time that came out, so I was in film school, and I remember we were discussing like the idea of the double feature, and there was a kid, I couldn't tell you his name, I just remember he talked about baseball a lot, and we were like, he might be a little retarded, like he was like the Matt Marin of film school. And uh, I just remember in the middle of a real discussion. About I really double- love Fawini. Fawini. <laughs> for- I remember him raising his hand in a film class and going, so do they charge for one ticket or two? Uh, like that oh, was yeah. his big problem with double features as a concept. Makes sense. It's a, I mean, if you've never heard of a double feature, that's a fair question. You might think you might think you're getting two for the price of one when you're just getting two for the price of two. Yeah. And then you're just you stuck wanna, there. Yeah. You want to make sure, you know, you're not getting screwed. <laughs> Nah, man. It's always <laughs> no. It's come stupid. On. It's stu- how could they charge for two? What are they going to come in in the middle of the two movies and go? All right, let me see your second ticket. Yeah, yeah, dude. I would. It's a well, yeah, <laughs> dude. I've been getting into going to see. This is if you thought I was pretentious before, folks. Uh oh. Because I've been getting into going to see old movies in theaters. Oh. They, they, like, there's tons of places like that here in New York. And this last Sunday, I went to Film Forum on West Houston, and I saw Fellini's Eight and a Half. Have you seen it? I got I got a fucking Fellini eight and a half right here, buddy. <laughs> okay, eight and a half is such a nightmare. I loved it. Okay. It reminded me of Mulholland Drive. The reason I think it's so like I think it's got one of the most scary, like if you're a scumbag. And we are per se. We just all are. Imagine. The scene where he is in a house. With every single woman in the history of his life, yes, mm. all the women he's co- fucked, and- every woman he's fucked, his mother, his babysitter, like everyone's just Hell in yeah. one house with him, dude. That sends shivers down my spine. It remind it, that's that movie made me realize that like a lot of shit we like is just copying that movie. Yes, one hundred percent. Like all what? the meta shit that we like nowadays, a lot of like 
just stylistic choices, like a lot of stuff. It was it was really weird to watch, especially that guy, the director in that movie. I was watching it and I was like, "Oh, this is Tony Soprano. This is Don Draper. This is all these like anti-hero characters that people love." But I guess you know. Yeah, and we do love like self-referential meta shit now, where literally the movie is titled Eight and a Half because he couldn't finish his ninth movie, right? Right. Oh, really? Yeah. I, oh, I don't Joe, know. I never saw that fucking movie. It's it's an artsy fartsy movie. Yeah, it is, it is very artsy fartsy. When you bring it up, a lot of people start rolling their eyes because it is like a film school. It's for cinephiles, you know. Yeah. And but I really enjoyed it. I re- I did I did walk away from it going, man. That was fun. I was also very high. Is that the so, is that the movie where he plays chess with death? No, that's um the the Ingmar Bergman movie. Is that the, the one? The Seventh where, Seal. It, no, it, no, no. That's Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Is that the one where <laughs> he's on a train and he needs to keep building the train track so the train doesn't crash? So no, that's the... Looney Tunes. Oh, is that the is that the one? Is that the one where? There's a mouse in his house, and he's trying to catch the mouse, but the mouse is always outsmarting him. And Joe, have you only eyes. so you've only ever seen cartoons? Yeah, that's pretty uh, now. Hold on, I know. You know, you're thinking of Mouse Hunt with Nathan Lane. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's it. Well, Zach, what have you been up to, man? Yeah, man. You watch any other? You watch any boring movies in the uh, theater? No, man. I watched. Uh, what did I fucking watch? I watched something on Shutter that I really. Oh, I watched the original Little Shop of Horrors. So yes, I oh. did watch an old movie. Oh, the one with Jack oh, Nicholson. One? Yeah, yeah, I watched the old Little Shop movie. of Horrors. I just watched the Rick Moranis one. I've and seen. Yeah, they're all really good. They're, they're really awesome. good. Yeah, I I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. I forgot how great the the Bill Murray scene is when he just comes in the dentist chair. Yeah, I wish. Um, because there were certain parts of the. Uh, the original that made it a little more morally ambiguous that I wish they had kept for the musical, but I yeah. guess it would have been too confusing. Right. And then, like, um, the ending is super... So, like, are you familiar with the play or no? Yeah, man. Doesn't it end with Audrey 2, like, taking over the world? Okay, so in the play... And, man, people must be fascinated with our hot takes. Uh, in the play, Audrey 2 eats both of them. Eats uh, Seymour and Audrey. And Audrey. And then it's a sad ending. Yeah. In the movie, the original movie, Audrey 2 becomes gigantic and takes over the world. Right. Like a kaiju monster. And then when they showed it in screenings, they were like, you gotta have a happy ending. Yeah. Because in a play, you can have a sad ending because there's a curtain call. Right. So... In a play, you can have a super fucked up sad ending because the cast still comes out and goes, hey, we're all right, and waves Mm -hmm. and says, thank you, good night. In a movie, it just ends. And those people are dead to you forever. Yeah. So that's why they had to go back and shoot the happy ending with a little bit of a tease that Audrey was still alive in the garden. Wait, do... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wait, so do audiences not realize movies aren't real? They, uh, they related so much to, like, Seymour and Audrey. To, like, And also, like, with a movie, like, you have close-ups of the people, so, like, you feel, like, a little more of a relation. Like, with, with a In stage, a movie, you yeah. have more perspective. You have the perspective of a character as opposed to a play where you can see everybody. Right. Um, best illustrated, and let's see how I got here, the movie Cats. Okay, I'm listening. Had to add an extra character of a new kitten that had just gotten dropped off that day. Just like the Mortal Kombat movie. Exactly, exactly like that. Like so other. that there was a protagonist you could identify with as all these people are being introduced. Because the Play Cats is essentially the Royal Rumble, mm. where every character comes out, shows you who they are, does a quick thing, <laughs> and then you're like, all right, cool, and then there's a winner at the end. There is no plot line. So that's why the movie needed to add this extra kitten so that you had one person to follow through the story of all these fucking cats introducing themselves. Do you do you want the director's cut of cats that has the butthole their digital cut? butthole? Yeah. <laughs> no, because I saw the fucking pre-fixed cut yeah. uh, that had people's wedding rings and regular people hands. Nice. And uh, uh, fucking uh, the old lady had her fucking wedding ring on. Mm. Uh, uh, Judy Dench. Yeah. It was, dude, I saw it. In a ghetto theater, and uh, me and my wife, I think, were the one of 
six people that didn't walk out. Like people were literally just getting up during it and be like, I can't. Well, their cars were getting repossessed. <laughs> At one point during it, I actually yelled out like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because it wouldn't end. Like it's pretty it's probably the worst modern movie. Really? It's so bad. Like Damn. it's so bad. And then you can tell that they watched it and were like, this sucks, Dirk. Because there's a bunch of cuts to James Corden and um, Rebel Wilson who are not really in the scenes, but it's just them having, like, cat puns with each other. Oh, to kind of say. And they're like, so they added what looks like comic relief lines because somebody was like, this does not play as a feature film. And then it's James Corden and Rebel Wilson who that's your that's who you're depending on for your comedic relief? Yeah. Oh, it I stinks. mean, just two he- two heavyweights uh, you... without a shadow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, have you seen any of it? No, I'm t- I don't want to ruin the the magic and allure of Broadway. Rebel Wilson <laughs> takes her skin off, Hell has yeah. another cat costume underneath it. There is a parade of roaches with children's faces that she begins to eat. Uh, tight. <laughs> that sounds cool, man. I was way too. I got so high for it. <laughs> it was me and my chick, and we did edibles, and then we hotboxed our bathroom, and we got so high. The movie theater was two blocks from my apartment. A block walk in, and the streets are like full of people. It was pre pand It was right before the pandemic. Uh, my chick turns to me and she goes, "Why are all these people in our lobby?" Uh and I was like, oh, we're so high. We need to get inside now. And even <laughs> even that level of high wasn't enough to make cats enjoyable. No, I felt like I was having a panic attack the whole time. Damn. That's I wish I could get that high. You should again. let your wife you should just let it go and see if your wife called the cops on all the black people in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> what are what are they doing in our apartment? Yeah, what <laughs> what are they doing in our giant dark living room? Yeah, wh- Zach, what are these people doing in our theater room? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's the um, the Alpine, which is, I think, the worst theater in New York. Oh, yikes. I, oh, yeah, because you're, like, way south. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, in Bay yeah. Ridge. Yeah. And the Alpine, I would say, I've never seen a movie there without somebody around me taking out their phone and watching something else with the sound on. Probably, like, basketball highlights. Mm. YouTube videos, all sorts of things. Uh, when I saw Green Inferno, there was a Mexican guy in front of me watching porn with the sound on. Hell yeah. Nice. Which I respected. Uh, and then I, I tell it all the time on Spook Show, but I saw, uh, The Witch there. The Vit? The Vavitch? The, the Vitch. And we get there. It's a 7 o'clock movie. 7.05. We're the only two people in there. And I'm like, thank God. Because this is going to be like a quiet period piece. Mm-hmm. Like eighteen hundreds, yoth now, now, foth now type thing, and then this giant black chick with an afro just fucking burst through the double doors, and she goes, "Is this the witches?" <laughs> and I went, "No!" And then the entire theater, not a seat left. Oh no! Piled in behind her. And it was all, like, young hood kids. An infection of black people. <laughs> a murder, I believe it's yeah. called. A, mur- a murder of blacks. <laughs> and, yes. <laughs> and the entire theater, and it's literally a quiet, like, fucking pilgrim movie. And one of the things is that a baby gets kidnapped in the beginning, oh, yeah. and the mom can hear the baby crying in the woods. But then there was also babies crying in the theater. So you didn't know when it was in the movie and when it was in the audience. And then by the time, because nothing happened. It's not like jump scares or anything. It's a fucking slow roll to sadness. Tension. So within the first 40 minutes, literally people are just standing up going, yo, what the fuck is this? Mm. I paid to see a scary movie. It was the best. (laughs) Who do you think would be, who do you think is a better parent? A black person in 2021 or a white person in the 1600s? You think the <laughs> the parents and the witch? Probably better than the... No, they lost one of their three kids. I mean, that's a one out of three. 
It's true. It's not a good track record. And then they lo- technically, if you watch the movie, they lose all three. Yeah. Yeah, but the last one, she becomes powerful. Not really. Well, why aren't we led to believe she becomes a witch? No, because she has to still like give her soul to Satan, dude. Yeah. And the only the only true means of power is to promise your immortal soul to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What's the plan there? Like, if you sell your soul to the devil, like, is that worth... Unlimited power at his right hand. You get, you you get, you sell your soul to the devil and you have power in this life, but then your immortal soul belongs to Satan. I think your assumption when you sell your soul to the devil is that everything's fucked, there's no way you're able to repent for what you've already done. Or that the whole world is going to go to Satan, and you at least want to be on his good side. Okay. Do you guys want to sell your souls to the devil on the show? I already work here. Oh, that's... <laughs> I've already signed my soul yeah, to Ralph you could, and Lewis. If you could just sign the contract in blood. And it smokes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's... I, I spilled... I ashed on the contract. Sorry, that was a CBD pen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, we should pull up a, a satanic contract on the show today. We got Are we able to do that? You guys want to a satanic dip uh, like, into the occult? What would you what What would you want in exchange for your soul, doll? And remember, it's in relation to the value of your soul. Mm. <laughs> uh, pussy. Yeah, you want pussy? <laughs> yeah, like forty virgins. Forty virgins. Uh, yep. 40 yeah 18 year old virgins but who are also good at fucking okay so they have a a talent they have a knack for it would you have sex with them all at once or yeah would you roll around in them or would you save some or yeah and oh it would be like a harem i would be it would be like caligula i'd have them all you know in their quarters well you know like part of like the the twist of uh promising your soul to satan is there's always like a twist so it's like you'll get 40 virgins but you can only fuck them once so because like after that they're no longer a virgin, so then you can only have sex forty more times for the rest of your life. No, because then I have forty whores I can keep fucking. No, dude, because like you're, you no, because you were soul. promised forty yeah. virgins, not forty women. Yeah, dude. Oh, I, so See, I can. Dude, you got to be careful. Oh, that's with the, the monkey. Now, now you're stuck with a now you're stuck with a giant fucking yeah. donut head. Yeah, t- yeah. <laughs> damn. <laughs> Don't eat daddy soul donut. You're right. We shouldn't sell our souls to the devil. <laughs> Dalton. <laughs> I just, I really just, I'm tired of struggling, but I guess, I guess that's better what, than going to hell. For pussy? Yeah. Dude, in heaven, you get your dick sucked all the time. I bet walking around heaven, you perpetually feel like you're coming. You think that's what heaven is like? Absolutely. Dude, they but can't then talk about all, But then wouldn't you get bored of coming? No. Because and then it paradise feels... becomes its own kind of hell? No, because- like, Aren't you that's... also hanging out with your grandma, feeling like you're coming all the time? Nah, it's different, dude. It's like smoking weed with your parents, where it's like, oh, I guess it's all good. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, grandma, I didn't know you liked to do this, too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't man. know you also enjoyed coming. Your grandma's on a Sibian on a cloud, like, yeah. welcoming you into heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Shuddering. It's raining Mountain Dew, and you're like, what is that? And it's grandma squirting. Yeah. <laughs> Baja blast, grandmama. <laughs> By the way, I went to um, Shithole, Pennsylvania for a, a film festival. How was it? So fun. Ooh. Uh, complete re, like, blast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Walmart, every Mountain Dew I've ever seen. In Damn, a row. Hell yeah. Nice. Fucking three different kinds of Baja Blast. They got nice. Baja Blast back in stores? Baja Blast, Baja Blast Orange, and Baja Blast Pina Colada. I don't like it. Phenomenal. Why not, Dalton? I'm going to say be, having Baja Blast outside of the- yeah, uh, Of Taco Bell. It feels. Was, it reminds me of when McDonald's went breakfast all day. It's like you, you, you took away the magic mm. of what this is. I agree, because there's nothing better than staying up all night hammered and getting McDonald's breakfast. Earning mm-hmm. McDonald's breakfast. Earning McDonald's breakfast exactly. by drinking until 6 in the morning. Yes. It's not as fun when you got it at 4 p.m. No. Yeah, there's no reason. Like, Yeah, there's no reason to get a McGriddle in the afternoon. You either, you're either up in time for it or you missed it. Early what about bird? late night where it's like midnight or 1 a.m.? Well, that was, all, that was what was great about... Growing up in Texas, we had water burgers. So as soon as it, uh, eleven a.m. rolled around, you can go there and get breakfast. That's eleven a.m. Not eleven a.m. Forgive me. Eleven p. It go. It went eleven p.m. to eleven a.m. Ah, uh, for breakfast. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Could, you could roll up very drunk. I would. You know, I'd go to Water Burger at like four in the morning. What'd you get? Oh man, I would get a bacon, egg, and cheese taquito. 
Mm-hmm. A sausage, egg, and cheese taquito. All right. Potato, egg, and cheese taquito. Oh, man. A uh, sausage, egg, and cheese breakfast on a bun. We're at 17,000 calories. A honey butter chicken biscuit. Okay. A jalapeno cheddar biscuit. You're beyond your daily recommended <laughs> allowance of calories. Keep going. What else was on the breakfast menu? I think those were my favorites. Those were maybe staples. maybe a, cin- a cinnamon some cinnamon rolls. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, Dalton, you you cad. So where well, I, you're a growing boy. Where I used to live in Bay Ridge is called Bar Ridge because there's like three block three bars on every block for like ten blocks, and all the fucking Guidos from Staten Island come and drink. So it's just tons of like popped collars and chains, Yikes. and like girls crying, holding high heels, screaming Anthony into the sky. Uh, and it's the best. Uh, just people puking, complete animals. And my favorite thing, we would go to McDonald's as they made the switch from dinner to breakfast, which is also when the bars got out. And you could sit and watch Italian people try to order hamburgers at breakfast time. But it's also when McDonald's makes that switch, that's like the C team as far as like the best and brightest of McDonald's employees. Uh, so no one would speak English. So it would just be drunk Italian dudes, be like, yeah, let me get a couple hamburgers, I got a cheeseburger, and then be like, and just one lady, though this was like, the the face of the operation would have to come out and be like, he's breakfast. Uh. <laughs> and then and be like, no, he's breakfast time, and like point at the sign and be like, no, I don't want that. The big lesbian in the button <laughs> down had to come out. He's <laughs> breakfast time. And then the guy would, and there was always some guy arguing, be like, listen, I know you got cheeseburgers back there. Just put a couple cheeseburgers on, and we won't have a problem. And just watch all out fights and cops come, guaranteed. Mm. That so was, much fun. That was late night Waterburger in Texas. Like the one in my college town, there were like two armed guards on duty every night. Uh, Protect the hash browns. Like police, like Denton County police officers. Uh, oh fuck! What's it? Jim Stakeout in Buffalo is like that. It's a like a sub place where you can get like chicken finger subs nice. and all the oh, great things damn. on there. Hell yeah, dude! Oh yeah, dude! Chicken fing- the fucking uh, they make a sub that's chicken fun- chicken fingers and cheesesteak. What? Dude, I love it when shit that shouldn't be on a sandwich is on a sandwich. I have, very much think. Have that you ever be been to New Orleans? Yeah, yeah. Have you had a French fry po' boy, mm-hmm. dude? It's it sounds like the dumbest thing. It's like what you put in French carbs on carbs, starch on starch. So good, dude. And there would always be, the last time we did a show in Buffalo, I went. By the time I ordered my sandwich to the time I got out the door. By the way, takeout, not eat, eat in. Three fights. Hell yeah. Literally uh, two fights in front of the bathroom, one fight at the door. Constant cops are the best. When they So there was always Sonic commercials when I was a kid, and we had no Sonic where I grew up in Seacaucus. I missed that. And we always were like, man, Sonic must be the shit. Yeah. Because we always had Sonic commercials. My senior year of high school, they build a Sonic a town over on the highway. People were so excited for this fucking Sonic that they had to hire cops to be on the drive-in line. And somebody ran over and killed a cop. <laughs> Whoa. If that's yeah. not a commercial for Sonic, so good you'll kill a cop. Yeah. This is how you Sonic. <laughs> those two Jalapeno guys, yeah. poppers? Yeah, it's those two, it's those two guys. guys. And there's just a cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the grill. You just, you just, they're, they're eating their chili dogs, <laughs> and it goes, what was that? And then you hear, like, the cop radio. Yeah. Officer down. Oh, boy. This this footlong chili cheese coney was so good, I didn't realize I murdered a police officer. Man, this Texas toast with bacon was definitely worth murdering that pig. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Sonic is good. I That was like one of the few things to do in the town I grew up was just yeah. go to the Sonic. Sonic we had a, rocks, Wendy, we had a Wendy's. Wendy's is good, too. Wendy's has dropped dramatically Wendy's in quality. Wendy's used to be awesome, dude. You don't like Wendy's the, used to like, be better than McDonald's. Yes. You don't like the potatoes anymore? Nothing that Wendy's does. Okay, chili? hold on. Chili ain't bad. Wendy's has dropped dramatically in quality. However, breakfast Baconator is fucking nothing to fuck with. Baconator's pretty yeah. good. Oh, Wendy's breakfast is pretty incredible, dude. When I'm flying out of the airport, like early morning flight, nothing better than Wendy's breakfast right before a flight. Wh- which, uh, which you airport? have more confidence in your in your insides than I do because I'm losing never, it. 
I would never eat something that heavy before I got on a plane. Dude, I'm starting to, it's starting to catch up to me, man, because I, I can't eat, like, most pizzas anymore. Why like, not? Lactose intolerant? No, man, like, just pepperoni and grease and all that. Like, really? it just tears. I've been, I switched to margarita pizza. I had a large pizza on the way over here. Yeah? Yeah. Nah, dude, I've, I've been eating a lot of uh, margarita pizzas, and I think that's... That might be the best pizza. No way, man. This is New York City. Where it's uh, pepperoni. You got to get the good kind. But it's a... it's like you never think about when it comes to pizza. You want you always think you want toppings. Yeah. More toppings, the better. Absolutely. But I do like a supreme pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Exactly. But it but turns out just a simple. You know, you got you got your sauce. You got your cheese. You got the basil. Yeah, that's fresh only ingredients, a, dude. A good pizza. Yeah, but that's like, but like most pizza in New York, you don't get like all those fresh top of line ingredients. Normally, it's just, you know, it is what it is. But like a lot of ingredients can make like a medium tier pizza higher tier. Well, yeah. yeah that- so here's the rule of pizza in New York, especially if it's dollar pizza. And I will stand by this to the day I die. Go to any dollar pizza place. It will either be very good or very bad. Here's how you know. Hispanics at the counter, very good. <laughs> Indians or Arabs at the counter, skip it. That pizza, going to be garbage, going to be cardboard, no cheese. Mexicans will work hard on your dollar pizza. That's the rule. Dude, I used to I used to live in Crown Heights, like near Eastern Parkway. Oh, so the places that have dollar pizza and fried chicken? Yeah. I, so where I would get my pizza was the Kennedy fried chicken. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, Kennedy fried rules. I, I really, yeah, that was... If there's any upside to living in, on Park Place yeah. in Utica. <laughs> if you live anywhere near the hood, any place that's KFC and the K is not Kentucky, go in there and get chicken. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Crown, anything. My old band used to practice in fucking Patterson, New Jersey, which is a nightmare. And there was a Kennedy there. Ted. <laughs> and as God was my witness, bulletproof glass. Around the entire place and at the counter with bullet holes in it. Ooh. Blunt wraps at the counter. Soda soda machine uh soda uh fridge. Top row. Orange grape pineapple. Cokes at the bottom. They knew their clientele. Also, they were open from noon to two AM. So they knew exactly when their clientele was awake. CPT. Yeah. <laughs> noon to two AM is a very telling <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We there's we a, know when our customers wake up. There's a there's a checkers <laughs> in my neighborhood that's open from ten AM to five AM. <laughs> <laughs> Same principle. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the checkers dude, I don't think a lot checkers of people, ain't nothing to fuck with the checker curly fries. Yeah. The checkers milkshake. Because they offer a either a fudge or a caramel topping if you so choose, and it's pretty good. Yeah. Feelings on sheets. I've never been to sheets. Sheets real solid, very good. Usually very good cheap soda selection. Also game changer. Dalton, I think you're going to jump on this because I feel like we have a similar palate. Oh yeah. You ready? Go. Dr Pepper barbecue sauce. Ooh, yeah, it does sound good. Pulled pork sandwich with Dr Pepper barbecue that sauce. That does sound good. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. Sorry, I made this episode so fat. I love it, dude. <laughs> I love talking about food, man. I never. Robbie's so scared of his own body that he won't. Robbie talk about can't food. do impressions of food. Robbie <laughs> so he has no idea what to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm a sandwich. <laughs> no, yeah, he he hates uh, when people get f- talk like fat guys because he's still. Oh, because yeah, he used to be fat. Yeah, he's still a fat guy in his brain. Mm. That's the last place you lose it. Exactly. That's how me and you fuck tiny chicks. Yes. They used to be really fat. And for you, a tiny chick is what, like 250? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. The, the little ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we really benefit from women just truly hating themselves. Oh, yeah. If you, see a, if you see a big dude with a tiny chick, look at her arms. If she's got stretch marks on the top of her arms, <laughs> she looks at the Zach, beer. Zach, shut up. And sees a big fat fuck. <laughs> Uh, and we're reaping the benefits. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, fuck I'm it. trying to say reaping. I meant reaping the benefits. <laughs> we're cinephiles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll fuck fat chicks. I don't care. How I love fucking fat chicks. I, it's great, dude. They got- uh, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna win this, but we'll go. How big is the biggest girl you ever been with? Because I will fucking, I will fat fuck I you guys mean, under the dude, table. It's yeah. Of course you're gonna win it. I I don't know. Um, she was curvy. Probably like good lord, maybe. yeah. I think 
150 pounds? Huge. Amateurs. Yeah, Joe Joe dated Callista Flockhart for a while. Dude, I fucked this fucking... (laughs) I fucked a Starbucks barista who I met on OkCupid who was so fucking huge that she used to wear, like, the Japanese, like, kawaii dresses. Yeah. And Asian people would stop and take pictures of her. Like she was a like. Oh, she, they thought she was Godzilla and like drag. She, like she was a Hello Kitty. It. She was huge. It. She was so fucking huge, and it was a good time. Uh, she lived in Spanish Harlem, and I used to uh, go up and fuck her. And I, I've told this story on a bunch of shows, but I've never told it on your show. So fuck it. Uh, she came over to my place, and then my roommate banned her. Yeah. Because she was a witch. Because after the first time we fucked, she asked me if I'd ever heard of Santeria. And I'm Uh like, the Sublime album? (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, no, me and my family practice Santeria. Uh, So we called her the Bruja. So the Bruja came over a few times. I had a Mexican roommate, Vito, who's my best friend. He banned her from the house because he said she was bad juju for the cats. And then one time I had her over while he wasn't home, and he literally walked in the house like, what's going on here? (laughs) Wow. Like, he's, I know she's been in the house. Uh, So... I go over, she lived in, with her parents in Spanish Harlem, and she was on like 125th Street. And uh, I go over, and like this was when I was still had libido. Like this was when I was a man. Uh, and I, I, I That was a, the guy that was there before you. Yeah. No, yeah. here's the thing. Listen, I had a- His fu- name I, was libido. He's black. <laughs> I had to fuck her like five times. And then her deal was, she was come over at like, you know, one, but you got to be out by six. That's when my parents get out of work. Oh, yeah, of course. At like four forty-five, her her phone goes bling, and she goes, "You got to get out." I'm like, "Oh, I thought I had till six, but yeah, sure, whatever." But you know, and she's like, "No, you have to get out right now." I'm like, "Yeah," and she's literally like pushing me out the door as I'm like putting my boots on, getting my clothes on, and as I get to the front door, the doorbell goes ding dong, and there's somebody on the other side of it, and I just very sheepishly open the door, expecting to see her parents, giant black guy with dreadlocks. And I go, hey, how you doing? He goes, hey, man. And then we just had a cross, like, you know, like the cartoon dogs, like, oh, hey, Frank, yeah. hey, Ralph, check it in, check it out. Hell the yeah. sheep dogs. And I realized she, I was just, I was hopefully date number one. Oh. Yeah. But was he, so he, was he fit? Yes. That's, that's so weird, man. That's Big, j- like, good looking black eye with dreadlocks. And, and you just see check that, it in, check it out. That's the fun. If you see a big fat girl with, uh, or uh, uh, if you see a hot girl with a fat white guy, it's because she used to be fat, or he's really killing it. Yeah, or but if you see a big fat chick with a in shape dude, it's just because he's black. <laughs> <laughs> but he is proud. <laughs> he will have his arm around her all night. And yeah, he will love her. Damn. Uh, yeah, that same girl told me that when she was a teenager, I won't say what age. Uh-oh. She had 15. a boyfriend in her in his 40s, and he had a heart attack in their bed, and she kicked him out the door so that her mom wouldn't come home to his dead body. Whoa. She gave him aspirin and kicked him out the door and called an ambulance. Did he die? I don't know. She never told me that part. Wow. That girl was full of fun stories. She was damaged. Uh, yeah, dude. Well, Dalton, what would you do if you had a heart attack during sex? <sighs> Go to I guess I just go to heaven. Damn, dude. I, I hope I hope I I hope my emergency contact would answer. Honestly, anything to get me out of having to do work. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember this girl sounded like a squeaky toy during sex. Oh. She would put her hand over her mouth and go. Uh oh. <laughs> Someone was molested as a child. I, I mean, that's whenever a girl does a baby yeah. voice during oh, sex. Absolutely. She's just letting you know how old she was when she was molested. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that weird? Well, men like don't do that shit. Like you've never heard a man like bah, 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 when like well, or they or it's they have to pay for that. Yeah, it's like when a man is like molested, he just becomes incredibly homophobic as an adult. Yeah. Like, my, mm-hmm. Dude, my buddy who I won't name only dates like porn chicks. Louis J. Gomez. Uh, <laughs> no, hot porn chicks. Oh. And, <laughs> and he had a girlfriend who was very nice, a sweet girl, but she just was that she was a little. Yeah, and she they she have, would have friends over to have tea parties. Aww. And shit like that, and uh, and they made fetish. She made fetish videos, and dude, one time I I went to his house. 
I almost said I got on his bus, which would have been much more incriminating if people would have known who I was talking about. Uh, I went to his house, and she literally, this is how she answered the door. She goes, Daddy bought juice boxes. Uh-oh. And I was like, oh, my God. You have been raped beyond fucking comprehension. Damn. <laughs> if you think that's an agree, that's a thing to greet another adult with. Yikes, dude. Daddy bought juice boxes? Was, that was how she said hello. Daddy bought juice boxes. And how long did you see her? What? No, no, that was my buddy's girlfriend. Oh, your buddy's yeah. girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, no, and they dated for a long time. Uh-oh. Okay. I didn't care. This just sounded like someone you would date. No, I've had girls <laughs> on, that man. do the, like, they start to turn their um, R's into W's when they really want something. Oh, that's Oh, even... that wascally wabbit. Yeah, that kind of shit. <laughs> very, very quiet. I'm hunting penis. Yeah, and that's always just gross. Mm. Yeah, dude. I, want... I don't know. Who who finds that, like, attractive? Pedophiles. Cinephiles. Pedi- Cinephi- yeah. Cinephiles yeah, yeah. love that. Cinephiles love it when a woman talks like a... Uh, in the movie, yeah, I have a speech impediment fetish. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's how you circumnavigate that. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. fuck Matt Barrett right in his little butt. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna fuck him so good he starts talking right. Oh my asshole! <laughs> oh man! Oh, Speaking, man. Of do you think snacks. Matt Barrett laughs at his own dirty talk? Absolutely. <laughs> He's so proud of it. Damn. That's a that's a good one. I've got, he's like reading his notes off yeah. of his hand like a set list. I'm gonna we use that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. That's going in. That's going into set. That's going into file. I'm gonna put that on Twitter. <laughs> Damn. Speaking of uh, snacks, Ooh, Zach, uh-oh. have you ever done the? Uh, I grew up doing this. You put mm. peanuts in a Dr Pepper. No, I never did. I heard you say that on something else. Oh, dude. It, I don't know. I've heard of peanuts and coke, and that's like a southern thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah, you'll see that throughout the South, but like in Texas, we would do peanuts and a Dr. Pepper. Now question, do you drink it and eat the peanuts like they're fucking bobas? Pretty much, yes. Yeah. So it's so it's basically redneck boba tea. It's redneck boba. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to put it. I, I love it. I'll do it every now and then if I want the little uh, savory and sweet snack. It's I, good. You know what? I will do it, and I will report back to you. Dude, you got to tell me, man. Because like Dr. Pepper Those are two of my favorite things. Peanuts and Dr. Pepper? Yes. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Dr. Pepper's good. I don't I don't drink it that often, but it, every time I do, I'm like, oh, yeah, forget that Best, this is... Most underrated whiskey mixer. Really? I can see that. Dirty Bird and the Doctor, Old Crow and Dr. Pepper. Mm. Damn, dude. That, that sounds harsh. What? <laughs> old Dirty Crow? Bird, Dirty Bird and the Doctor. Old Crow is I, bad. Yeah, Old Crow is rough. I drink Evan Williams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn, dude, you're going to get stomach cancer. Yeah, why are you doing that? Yeah, if I live that long <laughs> for cancer to grow inside me. <laughs> Pasha. <laughs> if, if wishes and dreams, Dalton. Wishes and dreams. <laughs> How long do you think you'll live, Zach? I got another few in me. You got another right. few? Yeah. How long do you I, think you'll I, live, Dalton? Forever. Really? Yeah. I will definitely make it to my 90s. You think so? I Absolutely. feel like anyone who lives after their 80s is just a burden on the people who love them. That's the point, baby. Mm-hmm. How could you want to do like you start life that way, you end life that way? I hate way. that. I feel like circle, I feel like it should be like Midsommar. Like you turn 70 something and you're like, I'm out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or Logan's Run. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you get to a. I don't like. I shit my pants now. I don't want to shit my pants and then have to have somebody help now me with it. Now you're speaking my language. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to shit my pants and then have to have someone who loves me help me. I can't tell you how many times I've just been out in Manhattan so excited to have a day in the city. And then <laughs> I'm so just, excited you shit your pants. And then, Yeah, and then I go, time to go back to Brooklyn because I've shit my pants. Why don't you just bring, like, a spare pair of underwear with I'm going to have to start doing it because apparently I'm incontinent. You want me to You want me to start carrying around, like, a little diaper bag? That's why bag? I had to switch to margarita pizza because all those toppings were making Giving me you shit diarrhea. my pants. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I needed fresh ingredients. Why don't, now, you, when why you, don't say, you wear a diaper? When you say shit your pants, are you talking full dump? Yeah, a log. Wet fart? It it depends because it's you or you, just racing stripes because just racing stripes. There's no reason to go home for that. I run the gamut. It just depends because it, it every time it's me thinking that I just have to like I'm just farting, mm-hmm. 
And then I have like a decision to make. You I feel gotta, the moisture. I, yeah, huh? I gotta go. I gotta go to a bathroom and check it out Uh-oh. and see what I need to do. And then I'll decide. Oh yeah, the walk where you're like, hope that sweat, hope that sweat, oh, hope yeah. that sweat. Or or you or have you ever you know hope that's you, a fart bubble. Hope exactly. that's a bubble. A fart hope bubble. Uh-oh. Hope that's a bubble. A fart bubble, and you keep like trying to pinch it out. Yeah, and then it won't go away, and you go, oh, that's no. just shit. Yep. That's just shit in my pants. Dude, that's happened to me so many times. Good lord! As I've gotten older, I've connected to the one Louis bit. Among many things, I connect with Louis about uh, where he's like, "How do I just have a dirty ass for no reason?" Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I'll yeah. wipe my ass clean, and then I walk somewhere, and all of a sudden, I have a shitty ass again, all the time. Yeah. And I think that's something with um, like your protein intake or something, like Has where people be. can get um, anal leakage. As a as a giant too much, man, too much protein. Well, I think it's just I'm done shitting, but then there's more shit that's just slowly like leaking out. Like, like when you, like after you come, and then there's yeah. that little bit of cum. Left I was gonna in say like like exactly the... like the little bit of cum left in your dick. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say like the senator in the first X Men. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just squeezing through the bars. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah, the little bit of cum left in the dick used to be an issue for me as a teenager because it would, I would just, it, my dick would get stuck to my boxers and it would hurt when I would pull them really? off. Yeah. What What do you do as a workaround? Just completely drain your balls? I would, yeah, I would have to just make sure my balls were completely empty. How would you do that? I would, <laughs> uh, hammer. Ha- yeah, hammer. Hammer did, smash balls. Did you ever do the thing where like you were masturbating and then like right before you come, you pinch like the head of your penis? So that way, like, you came, and then, like, when you let go, it, like, shoots out like a fucking rocket. Well, the way I have usually have always jacked off is, like, as I'm coming, I grab whatever tissue, paper towel, whatever yeah. I'm coming Small in. animal. Small animal, small child, yeah. you know, uh, like, in, like in a movie. Yeah, if you're, at, if you're at the cinema. If I'm at the cinema. And I throw it, I like throw it on top of my dick and come yeah. into that. Really? And sometimes that can cause that to happen where it's, like, squeezing it. And it doesn't come out, and I pull up a little bit, and it all shoots out all at once. Oh, damn, dude. I just let it go like a fountain, baby. You come all over your stomach? Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I guess I need to stop caring. It's just cum. Yeah, dude, it's cum. It comes from you. Yeah. If it's good enough to, to slather the faces of a good woman I pay a good $45 to, it's good enough for me, dude. Mm-hmm. What's the, what's the best uh, deal you've ever gotten? I've never actually paid for sex. <sighs> I'm just goofing. I've only done it the one time. I, I've haggled. You've haggled? I've haggled. Oh, you fucked a Jewish hooker? <laughs> I wish. No. Uh, talked uh, My best ever, and I will, I mean, this is Hall of Fame. I talked a hooker into watching me jerk off while I wore my ex-girlfriend's dress for $10. Nice. Yeah. Fucking mm-hmm. hang my jersey in the rafters. Ten dollars, <laughs> ten dollars. But then I accident. I went to text my friend Pat that I did it, but I accidentally texted uh, a tranny named Pat, who I was trying to hook up oh, with. Oh, from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah, it's Pat. <laughs> Her name had been Patrick, and they had just changed it to Ashley. So she was in my phone as Pat Tranny Ashley, and I meant to text <laughs> Pat from the art department. Oh, yeah. So I met to text Pat, just jerked off in front of a hooker for $10, and I actually texted this trans woman that I was trying to suck, get to suck my dick, and she just texted back, I think prostitutes are disgusting. Delete me from your phone. Well, oh, I think damn. trannies are disgusting. Yeah, I know, right? Let yeah. fucking, let ye who has cast the first stone. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, shut up, yeah. bitch. If there's one woman finger pointing this way, there's four man fingers pointing back at yeah. you. Yeah, too long fag. <laughs> Man, I really bring out the best that you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really... we're lo- we're loosening up now. It took me a while to get used to this studio, but now, now we're, we're, we're in it, let, baby. Let the hate inside you. Oh, I'm letting the hate flow through. I've had a rough day. My dad called. I'm anxious Why, now. Dude? You got to beat up your dad. I told him he's he's mad about finances. He's Why? pissed off about money. He got a letter that my student loan is late because he's the co-signer on it, and I was like, "I'm paying it late." How much is your student loan? One ninety-seven oh seven every month. How much? How much do you owe? Like fifteen. I'll give you that. I'll give you fifteen thousand. Thank you, man. I, I, because I want to be able to talk to my dad again. I can't until this is paid off. Oh, did he bring that up on Father's Day? He did. That's He's, funny. Dude. No, he didn't. He called me today though, and it's like he was just really pissed off that it, he got that letter. I was like, "Well, I paid it. I don't know why you're getting that letter." Yeah, why dude, your dad I fucking the letter. Went my uh, 
my grandmother was my co-signer on a bunch. Or not even. She was my fucking emergency contact in college. So, like, my co-signer was, I think, my mom. But my mom just doesn't answer her house phone. Like, she just unplugged it. But so they started calling my grandmother about my student loans being in forbearance or whatever. I get it. So, and I, my family doesn't talk. We like, we don't like love each other like that. We don't like talk. Mm-hmm. And my mom called in the middle of the day, text, call me right now. It's about granny. Uh oh. And when you read that, what do you think? You assume grandma she, died. Hospital or death. Yeah. And I call and I go, oh my God, what happened? She goes, your grandmother got a call from a telemarketer looking for you. And I went, yeah, she's on the no call list, Zachary. I went, I thought she was fucking dead. And she goes, no, Zachary, but you need to take care of this right now. Your grandmother doesn't like getting phone calls. Uh, dude, yeah, I got, <clears throat> I got a call from the a bill collector from my student loan like a few days ago. And I was like 10 days late on it. And she, and she was like, are you going to pay this? I'm like, yeah, I just need to get paid again at my job. And I asked her, I go, it, what is, are, are there any penalties for paying it late? Like, well, how does this work? And she goes, there's no penalty. We're not going to charge you a late fee. You have 30 days from the due date to pay it before it goes into, like, a delinquency. Mm-hmm. And if you are gonna, if you plan on paying it within that 30 days, I mean, we're still going to try and collect. But if you want, you could just ignore us. <laughs> she just was like, yeah, don't even worry about it. Just pay it within 30 days. Damn. So I paid it, but then I got I got a I had, I had to tell my dad I was like, we're done. Like I I I'm gonna refinance this and get your name off of it because this is crazy. This yeah. is stressful. You don't want to have your parents like bog bogged down with. That I ignored stuff. my student loans for ten years, and now they went Did you away. Default? Oh yeah, I fucked up. I oh fucked my, my credit up bad. But isn't it crazy? I, I'm, now I'm back better, but um I I had a because I just didn't have I fucking worked at a comedy club for cash. For five years, and then I was a fucking telemarketer making jack shit. Mm-hmm. Like I've only made money the last three or four years of my life. That's the only time I've ever had a real income. Right, that, and that's most comics. But it's like, isn't it? I've met a few people who've defaulted on a loan and now they owe like ninety grand. Oh on no! A... <laughs> but it doesn't. It's weird how like it can completely fuck up your credit, but it, it's never seemed to. Stop people from being able to live their lives. No, dude, I live in Manhattan. I live in in Brooklyn. I'm never going to have a car. I'm never going to have a house. I don't plan it. I fucking want to live in New York or Jersey the rest of my life. Right. So what the fuck do I need credit for? Yeah. You don't need it. I mean, maybe I'm a bum. For what? Well, I mean, like, I don't know. It's all, like, subjective. I don't fucking drive, so I don't really don't care about my I, credit. Yeah, I don't even know how credit really even works. I have no dude. idea. I know my credit score right now is 713. And as soon as I get into an apartment, I'm done worrying about credit. You're 713. What are you, Zach? I don't know. What do you use, Joe? 760. I have, when I was like... I have one credit card. When Shit. I was in bad shape, I think I was five something, then I got it up to like 680, and now I think I'm like eight something. Nice! Eight something's very fucking good. That's very good. Maybe a little less. Maybe like high 70. You're listening You're listening to the Zillow, the pod, the, the credit karma podcast. Because <laughs> I've, I've had my own apartment and paid my own bills for like ever since I moved to New York, so yeah. that kind of evened me out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking for a place because I pay 1100 now, but now that the city's back open for I'm, a room, for a room, that's insane, dude. I pay yeah. 1800 for my own place. Yeah, I pay 11, but that 1100 includes the utilities, and we do have a cleaning lady. Okay, but it's still too much, so I'm looking for a place under 800. Yeah, which on like there's a lot of places a lot in, of Brooklyn places in Brooklyn where you could live for under 800 bucks a month. It's nice. I'm, there's some very affordable options. I'm going to start living below my means and then ball out in the city every night. It's going to be awesome. That's the way to do it, man. Yeah, dude. I'm going to die this year. Oh, really? Yeah, cuz I'm gonna be, I'm going to start doing a lot of drugs. What drugs are you excited about doing? Ketamine. Ketamine's fun. I want to do ketamine. Ketamine's fun. Uh, hey Dalton, can I be honest with you? Yeah. Ketamine's awesome. Yeah, I've heard. Let's it's really fun. Ketamine. It's really fun. Let's get some fucking ketamine. Yeah, I'm gonna do. We're ket- gonna do drugs between this episode and the next. By the way, oh, yeah. I would do that. All right. Who's, so who's producing the other show? <laughs> it, it's agreed. We're doing ketamine. We're gonna do ketamine for the Patreon. <laughs> ketamine's fucking awesome. I love ketamine. I got into that like uh, two years ago with my old roommate Catherine Henson, and like, <laughs> yeah, dude, we just like we just do ketamine for 
days. And we spent so much money on ketamine, but it was worth it to live in Manhattan and to do ketamine. I felt like a big, tough man doing that disassociative in Manhattan. It was awesome. I love drugs, though. I love all drugs. I like ecstasy. I like shrooms. I like acid. Even though, like, the last two times I did acid, I wanted to kill myself. It was still <laughs> worth it, man. I still had so much fun. Acid feels a little too man-made for me. I definitely was like, this is like a man. I felt like this is like a drug, whereas on shrooms, it's like, man, this is great. Like, yeah. Like, shrooms, you just feel bliss. Shrooms, you feel like it's an extension of being stoned. Yeah, it just feels like I don't. For me, like when I take shrooms, I feel it like in my whole cardiovascular. Like I feel yeah. like all of like my blood vessels are breathing in unison. Yeah, like, that's poppers. Really I wish, dude. <laughs> Doing shrooms feels like the boss level of getting stoned. Yeah. Basically. Oh, that's perfect, <laughs> Zach. That's it's the perfect. Ba- it's the yeah. Bowser of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Like I feel like most kids. Like I don't know. I did shrooms like the first time, like in my in my uh, early twenties. And I think like that's like I think that's like the perfect age is like in like that college level early twenties where you know it's like you've been smoking weed and you know getting like kind of fucked up, but that's that's like the next step. Yeah, if I could tell the if I could tell the next generation anything, wait, don't 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 do shit like that in high school. It's a fucking waste. You have to go home to your parents, you have shit to do in the morning, like it's a waste. Do drugs, start to do drugs in college. And save some shit for your late 20s and 30s. Yeah, definitely. Save a few things. When I was in high school, the only thing I was doing was smoking uh, K2 and other synthetic weeds and getting violently sick and (laughs) telling my parents I had not smoked anything. I didn't do shit. I mean, I I drank a few times in high school, and that is it. And I'm oh, so happy about that. I yeah, drank, I didn't. I didn't do anything. I drank in high constantly. Not there was nothing else to do, man. I blacked out a lot in high school. Just pissed on people's floors, threw up everywhere, tried to fight someone. Damn, yeah, dude. dude. No, I didn't do any. I was like, a, I was like the DD in uh, high school. Like, I still like to hang the, out with people, but I yeah, was like the I, dumb doofus. Yeah, the dumb doofus, and I also knew everyone's home address too. But it was fine. And then, like, it was in college, I started, like, smoking weed and drinking. And I think that was, like, good. I only became a pothead in, like, the last four years. Mm. Me too. And I'm really glad I that d- I waited yeah. on it. I didn't start smoking weed regularly until 25. And then it was like, all right, I'm just going to smoke every fucking day. I um, it, For me, it was within the last year. It was like COVID got to me. And I, I couldn't keep drinking in the morning. So, yeah, start getting, smoking weed, yeah. dude. Getting high is way better Getting high is awesome, man. Getting high rips, dude. Yeah. Just getting high, watching cartoons. I've been watching Young Justice. Great series, man. Yeah, man. I love it, man. They do a time jump for season two, and then it's like, oh, he's Nightwing now? Mm-hmm. And then they got Wonder Girl in there. You got the you got Kid Flash. Kid Flash? You know what I'm talking that about? That was my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> that was, oh, excuse, excuse me. That was uh, on my charges. Yeah. <laughs> Kid Flash. You were at the movies. <laughs> I'm a cinephile. He's a, Zach's, a cine, <laughs> Zach's a cinephile. Dude. We, this is, for, ladies and gentlemen, this is a Siskel and Ebert at the movies. We're fucking a child. What is that? That was they just they just review porn. They just it's, review child porn. And they just review films. children they fucked. Yeah, yeah. I give this one. I give Timmy two thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Zach. We were both going for it. <laughs> Yeah, dude. You can't argue with this chemistry. No. You can't, man. We're I mean, it's just like this should be the show, dude. It's like <laughs> let's how much time we we got like five minutes left in this one. Let's like really talk about what we like how, what do we actually think about Robbie? I like him. I like him. He's a good guy. I do like Robbie. <laughs> He's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no be, I, everyone be nice to Robbie. Every please don't comment about Robbie on the internet. <laughs> yeah, man, like I went through that shit for years. I still go through it. It fucking like I have to stop reading comments on things. I know. It's literally a thing I'm working on with my therapist right now. Like, stop reading YouTube comments. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, so now people just message me things. Okay. I get that, too. They're I like, still, I, I've yeah. been reading them, and for a little while it was getting to me, but now I just look at it and I go, I mean, I don't know. They're listening to my show. Yeah. I, like, it's just great. So, like, I have people that listen to Spook Show that hate me. And every week they talk about how much of a bad host I am. And I'm like, you've been listening for 50 episodes. Mm-hmm. Did you think it was going to get better? Like, I, if I don't like a podcast, if I like a podcast and I don't like the guest, I won't listen to it. 
I can't imagine listening to a show hosted host, by somebody yeah. I don't like. Yeah, people like to complain. They like to hate things. We provide that for people. We provide entertainment and also a thing to hate. A scapegoat. They're like, oh, there's Gorman, big fucking penis. Because it, it's also being it's, funny all the dude, time. Dude, I see people online like trying to psychoanalyze me and say all these things about who they think I am, and I'm yeah. like. You guys truly don't know me. Yeah, half truth at best. I do a fucking morning zoo show. (laughs) At eight o'clock at night. Yeah, at eight o'clock at night. It's like you don't know who I am. Yeah, we're enigmas. You'll never figure it out. Whoa, 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 whoa. Enigma, please. (laughs) It's so funny that the Riddler's name is Edward Nigma. Yeah. Enigma. (laughs) The comedian. Enigma the comedian. Enigma the comedian. Hey, riddle me this, motherfucker. Hey, you like this giant cane I got? You yeah. like my giant, <laughs> like my giant gold cane? Yeah, you, yo, look at this. The Riddler has a giant cold cane and a green fedora. Yeah, the Riddler, the what an enigma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Edward, why do you start dressing like such an enigma, dude? Oh, you like this suit covered in green question marks? <laughs> yeah, the Rid- Riddler does dress like a pimp, dude. He's peacocking. Yeah, <laughs> he's showing everybody how how powerful he is. Damn, we did it, man. We yeah. got there. I love pimps. Really? Who's I like, your favorite pimp? Well, I'm I'm fascinated by um, being able to manipulate people. Really? No, you're not, dude. I am. No, I'm, I'm bad at it myself, but I find it to be able to just through, through words and minimal violence to get someone to throw their entire life away for you. I can't remember the name of the documentary, and please forgive me, because I know I heard about it on another podcast that's uh, well-known. I can't tell you where I heard it. But um, I watched this documentary, and uh, it was a, a guy who wrote these books on being a pimp. Mm. And he, was and it his, Iceberg Slim? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, dude, he tells a story of this girl that was going to, like, leave his flock or whatever. So he... Has he has her go out, you know, one last time? Oh, is this the? the I think Chappelle talks about this. Oh, you know what? That is who talks yes, about it. Never yes. mind. I won't repeat it then. <laughs> yeah, this. I is know. A... I've heard another thing, and then I wound up watching oh, the doc what? on it. Did you see him sing "Creep"? Oh, at, at Radio City at Madison Skip. Oh, yes, at yeah. Madison Mart. Was do you? Was that supposed to be for Patrice? Remember when Patrice talked about? No, Creep? he's done it with a bunch of bands. Oh, I think. Okay. I yeah. think that's just the white people song he yeah. knows. Is that just Chappelle ha- could not care? Less about Patrice O'Neill. <laughs> yeah, I think he's even said on thing. I think Rogan asked him about Patrice. He's like, yeah, me and Patrice didn't get along. Yeah, he didn't then like we, Patrice. Then, then, we, then we were okay. I think a lot of people would have that same response. Yeah, I bet you know what? I bet he said like, this song's dedicated to Patrice O'Neill. Y'all creep. I just thought y'all are weirdo. I was hoping it was just like so that and not just this is how a rich guy does karaoke that no that's exactly what it is that's, yeah. Yeah. that's his i know white people like this song Ex- that's what yeah. it fe- that's what it felt like i was hoping it was like an homage to when no. patrice talked about that song absolutely not dude he's changed he's changed man he's well, a multi-fucking what's the conspiracy dude? theories he got replaced by like a like a black lodge doppelganger or something yeah when he went to africa oh the black lodge yeah. <laughs> africa the black lodge yeah dude Thank you for stopping me from mimicking a Chappelle talk talking point. By the way, well, you well because I he was the one that made that because I did download the audiobook for the Iceberg Slim Pimp book. Yeah, I just couldn't him. put it together where I got it from. So yeah. thank you for well, stopping. Well, because me. it's a bizarre bit because it's just him uh, summarizing a, a part in a book. <laughs> where is that from? That eight minute. No, no, but it's from one of those like I short think it was specials. like the live in Austin one when he was doing those double. Nip- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when he did those double features for Netflix, and I wasn't sure if I'd have to get two Netflix subscriptions to watch it. <laughs> ah, nice. Delicious callback, Daltanian. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And yeah, dude. <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys think about Chappelle now? I hate him. He does seem to have lost his fucking mind. He's out of control. Thoughts He's sec. becoming a social commentator over a comedian, yeah. and I think that does happen to certain comics. I rather see him become that than a parody of himself. Right. Because when people do arenas, their quality of material drops significantly. Well, I think we so, all know who we're actually talking about, and it's Joe Rogan. I was talking about Sam Kennison. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> Sam Kennison went from some of the best shit to like his arena albums stink. And like, so I would rather him at least take on this philosophical thing than just come out and go, I'm rich, bitch. And like, you know, or, or just do the hits. Well, there's a great, um, I think you can watch it on YouTube. Somebody filmed it on their cell phone, but it was a uh, King Buzzo doing an acoustic set. I think at Amoeba Records. And he, at one point, he does, like, this big anecdote about Dave Grohl, and he talks about how, like, the Foo Fighters play all these, like, Madison Square Garden. He's like, I don't want to watch m- music where I, w- where I would watch hockey. I want to watch fucking hockey there. Mm. And he's right. I Like, there's certain performances that don't work in somewhere that size. There, it's not there. intimate. And comedy, I don't think is, I think comedy is an intimate art form as fucking much as we're all just yelling about black people in our decks for the last hour uh yeah it's an intimate art form and i just don't think it worked like that's like larry the cable guy who's gonna do the greatest hits dalton would you turn down madison square garden well that's the thing you can't no the money who would turn down any of that i would you would you're that pure i do do it outside i think the only people who say they would never do that gig are people that have no fucking shot of ever getting offered that gig dude i have no concept dude i fucking hate I turned down Tiny Cupboard. Why? I would turn down anything. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh... <laughs> if I look at Dude, I turned down Tiny Cupboard once because I didn't want to walk up the stairs. I got to be honest with you, man. Those stairs scare the shit out of me. I told you. I sprained my ankle the last time I was there. Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah I can't imagine you on those stairs. <laughs> you're not it's a gonna, nightmare. Because it has that, that, like, that little transformer jutting out. Yeah. I have trouble getting through that. Yeah, I have to walk completely sideways. Yeah. Those stairs aren't meant for like the high volume of people that are going up and down it every day, too. It's going to end as... I mean, that, you know... But good, I don't care. It's I'll gonna, do it. It's going to end horribly for them. No, it won't, dude. It's fine. No, they're going to collapse. I'm still going to do it. Are you doing the Tiny Cupboard Festival? <laughs> yeah, I think I am. Are you, you really? No, I'm doing the Jonas Barnes Headliner Series, and then I think he's doing a horror thing there in September. Is it Hell downstairs? Yeah. Okay, I said man. I would only do it if it wasn't on the roof. Yeah, dude. We should go to that, Dalton. Yeah, I'll go. All right, cool. Are we at an hour? We are. We should uh, We should take a little smoke Let's break. Let's take a little now. break, and then we'll do the premium. Yeah. Zach, will, will you be available for the premium? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I know, I'm just Hell goofing, yeah, man. We like we got to bust someone's balls here, man. <laughs> My role is the bully. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. That's a fun role. I yeah, I'm the bad guy. Of the I've been loud doing it for boys. I've been doing it for years. It's yeah, really yeah. Fun. Joe, yeah, Joe really is just the um, the heel of the show. <laughs> well, I don't know. Robbie is the heel. Joe is more of the. I don't even know what you are. I'm like uh, I'm chaotic neutral. You never know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, and I'm a lawful good. Ro- uh, yeah, you're the. You're face. a lawful goon. I'm a lawful. You're goon. the eyes of uh, the the fans. That's true. I'm the I am the MMA fighter, in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm. The, You're the protagonist. the protagonist, and I'm like I'm like Kano in the first part, where it's like, oh, he's kind of a good guy, but he's got an edge. And oh yeah, it turns out you're actually a bad guy. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking to I'm only looking out for myself. Yes. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, we'll see y'all later. Praise be to Allah. All right, we'll be back. Good night. <laughs> we blew it, man. That was fun, man. Yeah, that was awesome. I've never been in this room before. It's a cool little. It's room. Hot as fucking here. It's eh? hot.